We're starting a new series today. It's called Strength Finder. Have you ever taken a diagnostic test that was meant to try to help you understand your, uh, yourself better? Maybe it was a personality profile, or maybe it was a spiritual gifts test, or maybe it was some kind of a talent assessment. How did it go? What did, what did you learn from that? And of course, there's a skeptical side of me that always wonders, well, how effective is that at really finding out what my unique contribution to the world is going to be? And I, I'm always interested to know how good of a match between those tests, results, and reality there is. Because uh, I think, that personally, I think we're so complicated. We're so complex. There's so many different dynamics. It's really difficult to put ourselves in boxes with which check. Personally, I think that life is really unexpected and unpredictable. And uh, it's not easy to measure those things. And so much depends on... On God. Uh, each of you is incredibly unique. Each of you is incredibly beautifully and wonderfully made, the Bible says. And tests kind of come up short and revealing your strengths, revealing your path. But, you know, finding your strengths can come with a lot of pressure, too. And I'm reminded of that these days, just as we're exiting the whole grad. Uh, the graduation time. In fact, the graduation uh, was just this week. And I, I really feel for our graduates. How often were they asked over this last year, so what are you going to do next year? Uh, what are you going to do with your life? And there's a lot of pressure there. And there's a sense in which I think uh, they, they don't know how to answer that question. They indulge us. They're generous with us. But I often think uh, trying to answer that question at that stage in their lives is a little like this picture that I found of a guy who shoots uh, at a target, but uh, then, you know, he draws the target around where he really hits. And I think that life is a little bit like that in trying to find your strengths and trying to find your path. So that's why we're talking about Strength Finder today. How do we find out what our strengths are? How do you find out where your strength is? What are your gifts? What is your path? And then the big question I'd like us to ask today is this one. How do you discover what you were meant to be and to do? Now, I, I want you to live there just for a moment. How do you discover what you were meant to be and do? And again, you know, is there a test that you can take to figure that out? Or maybe it's just getting the input of other people who know you well. Those, those things are helpful. Or maybe it's just trial and error. All those things, there's truth to that. But still, it, it, it makes us feel like there's a gap. It's something a lot of us wonder. How do I find my path? And we're going to look at a prophet today from the old story of how God dealt with his people in the Old Testament, Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was a young guy, probably even a teenager. And I think that he was at a point in his life where he was at a crossroads. He was wondering, what on earth am I here for? Who am I and what am I meant to do? And he has this amazing experience with God that I'd like to unpack just for a moment. What he heard is, what he heard changed his life. And I believe it'll change your life too. And it's, this isn't just for the young. Even though Jeremiah was young, and this will really resonate to those of you who are younger, uh, even if you're a lot more seasoned, 
there still is a, a, a great issue with trying to find your path. Uh, I, I went to school for uh, uh, at a place, it was a seminary, it was a, it was a graduate degree and met lots of interesting characters there. Uh, one, one really great lady, her name was Pat, and she was there, and a lot of us, we were probably in our early 20s, maybe mid-20s, but everybody was coming from different backgrounds. And with Pat, um, she was a little older. She, was, she could have been our moms uh, at that point in her life. And so often people would ask her, you know, trying to be polite, but like, what are you doing here? Uh, what, uh, what are you doing here? People would often ask and come right out. It's like, what's your plan? And she always had the funniest answer. Uh, with great gentle spirit and good humor, she would say, well, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And she probably was in her 50s at the time. So this question of how do I figure out what I want to be and what I'm meant to do, it spans every age category. And it's probably a question that you're asking too. So how do you find your strengths? How do you find your path? And we're going to see, just like Jeremiah did, you find it in God. Now, I'd like to read for you a passage. If you have your Bibles, turn to Jeremiah chapter 1. And we're going to start by reading verses 4 and 5. So if you have a Bible or you're looking at your YouVersion app, just pull it up now. And let's take a look at Jeremiah Chapter 1 and verses 4 and 5. Here's how it started. Jeremiah said, The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. So did you see that? God sees you. He sees you perfectly. Uh, verse 5, he knows you. He knows everything about you. He knows you intimately. And I wonder, how does that help in this discovery process? How I discover my strengths and my path. You see it in verse 5. He chooses us. He appoints us. God matches you and the strengths he's put inside you with a mission. He makes you ready for a moment. There's a moment that's coming. Maybe it's already come where the gifts that God has put in you, he's going to match that to that moment. And some of you are saying, hey, I can hardly wait for that to happen. But God's doing that. He puts his gifts inside of you to make you ready for that moment. And as you develop intimacy, as you draw close to God, the God who sees what's ahead and what's before you, you start to understand yourself better. And you can see your fit more clearly. I guess I want to tell you today, that God knows the way, and he knows your way. You are never lost when you let God lead your life. And so I know some people, they just have that question, uh, is there a plan? Is there a purpose for my life? And I think when I look at verse 5, I say, there's an answer right there. Jeremiah 1.5, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a purpose and a plan. He knows you perfectly. And God formed you with intention. There's this beautiful psalm, Psalm 139, that talks about how you're beautifully and wonderfully made. And God's been, had his fingerprints on your life ever since the moment that you were conceived. And he never stops. God sees your uniqueness. He sees your way. Isn't that encouraging? So God keeps on speaking. Uh, well, in fact, Jeremiah then, after God says, hey, this is what I want you to do. I've called you to do this. Here's my plan. Here's what Jeremiah says. 
you'll, you'll notice this, uh, being calm with the way a lot of us feel. He says, oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. So I guess uh, you might call it an excuse or you might call it like a protest where Jeremiah is saying, ah, but I can't do that. The buts, right? But the making excuses, the delaying. But really, I think that you see here that Jeremiah is struggling with his self-esteem. He's struggling with his worth. Now, of course, it's sort of pinned into the idea that he feels like he's too young. But you can fill in the blank in terms of what you feel like your inadequacy is. And I'm not saying that we aren't inadequate by times. I'm not saying like the challenges ahead of us aren't hard and they won't stretch us. But God was seeing, I think, in the midst of what Jeremiah was saying, there's fear here. There's a, a, a poor view of self and worth that isn't coming from the Father, but it's coming from insecurity inside. So what's your response to that? What's, what's your response to this struggle for identity and self-worth? Because so many of us have it. So many of us struggle with these identity issues. I'm sure I'm speaking to many of you that do, that you don't see your worth. You don't see your value. You don't see your beauty. You don't see how you're the handiwork of God, but you are. What's your response? Well, uh, I, I want to say this too. I think this, I really believe this is a true saying, that God's put a strength inside you. God put a gift inside of you. Each gift is accompanied with the courage to use it. Each gift is accompanied with the courage to use it. And the evil one, he, he often, he tries to confuse us. But God's words and God's presence are the difference maker. That, that's where we find uh, our worth and our path. And in fact, you know, there's kind of like two words that kind of really, I think, remind me of how God intervened in Jeremiah's situation. And they are this, but God this is the way I feel about myself, but God speaks. This is the way that I feel about my worth, but God says. But this is how God feels. And that, that turned the page, I think, for, uh, for Jeremiah. So, for example, look in verses 7 and, uh, and 8. So, Jeremiah said this. or God spoke to Jeremiah, and here's what God said. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and I will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. So this is God's encouraging presence. He's encouraging him. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. I've got your back. Even though the mountain might be high, I'm with you. And even if you don't think you're enough to meet that test, I will be. And then in verse 9, we see God's empowering presence. He's encouraging, but also empowering. Verse 9, it says, Then the Lord reached out, Jeremiah says, and touched my mouth and said, Look, I have put my words in your mouth. Uh, let's just, don't, don't forget what's happening here. God is touching Jeremiah's life. He is being touched by God. He is being filled by God. I want you to consider that for a moment. That's what God wants to do to you. He wants to touch your life and he wants to fill your life. Uh, I can't help but think about Jesus. Every time that 
That it seems like he's walking, as you see, hear the stories of the Gospels, and he encounters somebody who's sick or in pain or discouraged. He heals them. He says something that just rocks their world and changes their life. But often, I, I see that he's touching them. It's this touch of God in their life that changes everything. And that's my prayer for you. Do you ever feel like your life, your spirit, your mind, your body has been touched by God and filled by God? I want to invite you today to experience what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And some of you might not even know, what are you talking about, Corey? I, I, I think in your gut, I think in your heart, you know what I'm talking about. It's where God fills your life and y- you are just knocked back with a sense of awe at who God is and how much that he loves you. It, it's this transforming experience with God where he fills your life and he reassures you and, and good things like his love and his joy and his peace start to fill your life. Have you ever had an experience of the presence and power of God like that. And for some of you wonder, well, how, how would that ever happen to me? Well, let me offer you one word of encouragement. Ask somebody to pray for you. Ask somebody to pray that you would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I am telling you, like, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen a time when somebody's actually invited me to pray for them. And it wasn't me. It wasn't something, you know, really hocus pocus about my prayer. But God so longs to fill you. God so longs to give you this transforming experience that just by simply inviting somebody to pray for you that you would be filled, it opens the floodgates and God comes in and he changes your life. Have you ever had that transforming experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit? I invite you to ask God for it and I invite you to ask somebody else to pray for you that you might receive that. Are you ready? God is. And so that is absolutely crucial when it comes to discovering what your strengths and your path is. How you discover your strength and your path, it's that drawing close to God. And he encourages you and he fills you and he empowers you. But then we eventually want to get to the question, okay, how do I find my fit? And uh, uh, maybe I'll ask it uh, this way. Uh, how are you wired? How are you wired? I want you to think about that for a moment. What's special? What's unique about you? What are your unique gifts, your unique talents, unique abilities, your n- unique experiences? And, and maybe there's a couple of questions that uh, I might ask you just to diagnose that a little bit. Are you more of a listener or more of an explainer? Are you... Someone who would more gravitate towards thinking or acting? Are you someone who's disciplined or more structured? Are you someone that's imaginative or more concrete? Are you someone that's compassionate and empathetic? I know we all want to be, but I mean, some of us are wired just a little bit more that way or more objective. Maybe that's your strength. Are you more discerning? Or optimistic and hopeful about what's going to happen? Are you more connected or independent? Are you more collaborative, a team builder? Or more of a take charge kind of a person? Are you more analytical where you like to break things down, uh, see the parts? 
Or are you more big picture where you like to put things together and see the whole? However you answer those questions, it's just a beginning to launch you into the idea of in the scriptures, God speaks about unique gifts and abilities that the Holy Spirit, when you open up your life to the filling of the Spirit, will start to work in you. Uh, and in fact, if you want to take a look at where some of those are, uh, I've given you a list. You might just want to pause this video and uh, maybe just jot it down if you want to read about those later. These are just some of them. They're not all of them. Uh, but in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 8, there's quite a few of what uh, some of those gifts are. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12 is another passage that is really key. Uh, Ephesians, that Ephesians 4 passage, that's another good one. And 1 Peter chapter 4. But there are other ones as well. And I just wanted to give you a little taste of what those are. But now that I've done that, I want to ask you, I want to think about why. Why are there lists of gifts in the New Testament? Is it, uh, is it so that uh, you can find which one of those fits you? Because, you know, those are all of them. God put them all in there and you just got to figure out which one is yours, right? No, it's not that. It's so that you can see God and let the Spirit fill you up. It, it's so you can surrender to Jesus and offer your heart and your mind and your soul and your body to him. There are more than these gifts. The spirit is infinitely creative. He's not bound by, uh, by any list, but the Holy Spirit will not be boxed in. And there are gifts and there are strengths that are even more than the ones that are listed there. Uh, now, some of you and I know, I've been guilty of it in the past too, where, you know, I try to give somebody some test where they, you know, a few questions and they, you know, ta-da, at the end they figure out, this is my, this is the gift. This is my gift. Wouldn't it be great if we could just fill in a test form and it, it sort of churns out the results. But it's not like that. It's, it's, it's a much more uh, organic process than that one. I want you to know this. Whatever your fit is, God made you the way that you are. Now, there are parts of you that God didn't form. You know, like the sinful parts and the rebellious parts, right? Those are things that we've kind of created and formed ourselves. But you were made by God. You were formed by God. And that was the very start of this journey that we're on with Jeremiah. And that means that you are unique. That means there is only one you. You've got strengths. You have gifts. You have a path. Now, sometimes we talk about our talents and our gifts as our strength. A spiritual gift is not something that belongs to you. And I wish you could just take this away with you right now and just say, yeah, that's it. This is what it's all about. It's about how much you belong to God. Because you can spend a lot of your life trying to figure out, okay, you know, what am I all about? And you will be productive if you do that uh, with God. Uh, speaking into your life and pouring into you. But you might have missed the point. Because a spiritual gift isn't something, and a strength isn't something that's yours. You're going to find that ownership and the belonging has to be kind of, it has to be directed towards God. He, I belong to him. It's not that a gift belongs to me. So where does your strength lie? Uh, there's a beautiful passage in the Bible. Uh, it's in Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6. And it, it suggests an answer to that question. It's not by force. It's not by strength. It's not by power. 
but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And, and that was spoken to a leader who was in a very specific time, in a very specific place, and he had a very specific set of problems. But you know what? That, that truth is true for what you're going through, what you're facing for your life's journey as well. Where does your strength lie? It's not in your capabilities. It's not in your talents. It's not in your knowledge. It's not in your resources. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15, beautifully puts it. It says, this is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength. The answer is that where does your strength lie? It's in trusting in God. It's in him. It's in the gifts he puts inside of you. I know a lot of you are wondering what your calling is, right? And that, that so links up with your strengths and your gifts and your path. It kind of all comes together in a calling. But a calling really is just you agreeing with God's call on your life, God's claim on your life. And that begins, the most important first initial step is to make a personal decision to invite Jesus to come into your life, to ask Jesus, say, would you please clear the deck of my past and my baggage and my gar garbage? And God, would you forgive me because you've died and carried all of that weight and all that garbage on the cross anyway, and I give it over to you to forgive. And God, would you now come take, take the wheel, take the helm, steer the, the course of my life and be my Lord and be my leader? And then you can follow Jesus just as a symbol uh, of that step that you would take by being baptized. These are the first commitments. These are the primary foundational commitments in your life. That's where your calling is grounded. I, I left one verse out in this beautiful dialogue between Jeremiah and God. And so I'd like to share it with you now. It's in verse 10 if you have your Bibles. Here's what it says. God says, as this encouragement to a new start in Jeremiah's life. Today, I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. That perfectly describes the Holy Spirit's sifting process in my life. What about yours? There are things in my life that they, they need to be torn down old habits. They, they just need to be gone. And then there are new things that need to be built up, things that bring life, things that will please God, things that will put me on that path, that path using my strengths. The other things will just knock me off of it, and I want to be on that path. I don't know about you. So here are a couple of questions for you to take with you. And I think this is perfect at this, this kind of transition point as we start to get into whatever the next normal is going to be? What are you holding on to that you need to let go of? In other words, what are those old habits that they got to go? They got to stay away. And then the second question is, what have you learned to do? In these days where everything's been turned upside down, what do you, have you learned to do that you should keep doing? 
What new habits have to stay? And I really encourage you to do that. What in your life needs to be uprooted? And what in your life needs to be built up? Your strength, I will tell you, is in God. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for the universe changing, uh, absolutely transforming promises that you made to Jeremiah. And God, I pray that everyone who's listened is feeling them themselves, that, that they've been called by you, that they're chosen by you, that you know them perfectly, that you have a purpose and a plan, God, that you formed them for. Lord, I pray that you would deal with all of our insecurities. I pray, God, that in the place of those insecurities, that we would find your strength inside of us. We pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit because, God, we want to serve you actively in this world. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.